You're listening to part two of Natasha's chat with Karen Skinner. But Karen, what is the answer to some of these things, you know, because when, and everybody was in that situation. Yeah. My grandmother was also getting paid in rations. Yes. You know, that was, that was what was happening at that time. Mm. And so again, you have people coming in and standing up for people's rights. Oh, they should be getting equal pay, which is a, which is a true and valid um, argument. Yes. But where was the transition of that? So that station owners didn't simply say to 200 people, move away then because I can't afford to pay you dollars, which I'm paying yeah. non-Indigenous people who have their citizenship rights. Well, it came with the change of government. Yes. And so well, when the people were moved, like us now, you know, the people there in Luma, yeah. they were those people that used to work in Myra, Lulagai, Liberinga themselves. Yes. And so... They were granted that Luma land now to live there. Yes. But now you've got all this argument with Nigana land, Marla land, all that thing, you know, it's causing a lot of strife and it's also causing a lot of division in families. Oh, it is. Because of that, you know, and... It is. But, you know, what I'm saying is that as policies has changed, as governments have changed, it just causes a, um, you know... Imbalance. yeah, it does, lives, and it, yeah. it, it destabilizes people. That's right. So you can be on the stations one day working, you know, working mm. from dusk to dawn for almost nothing. Yeah. Then you can get equal rights, but now you're homeless because the station managers just basically got rid of you. Yeah. You know, there's just no thought out long term consequences. Yeah. Of some of these decisions, where people are thinking, oh, we're we're doing a right thing. Well, yeah. it may be a right thing in principles, but there's there's a long term. Uh, consequence. Yes, that's right. That's going to play out from this decision being made here, which you may think is fantastic today. Yeah. There's got to be long-term thinking. And this is where I think governments as well have to be bipartisan in their approach. So just because of a change of government comes in, it doesn't just all change again. Yeah. There's got to be continuity here to help Aboriginal people get back on their feet in a strong way. That's right. You know? But what happened with that, Tash? Yeah, yeah. They allow people to go into the uh, hotels now. Yeah. And so that alcohol was introduced. Yes. That's the wrong thing. Yes. Yes. You look, all our people now, some of them don't even want to live on the communities. They want to be in town. Where the pub is. You know, yeah. And that's really sad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you think about um, the poverty that our people, this always gets me. This really, really gets me, you know, because the older I'm getting, the more that I see yeah. that poverty is becoming a really big, big barrier to getting things done. Yeah. Whatever happens, it's it's about, oh, well, we, we can't do that because there's no money. Yeah. And and it's really, it's detrimental. It's it's really detrimental. So we, we see a lot of our people living in impoverished communities. Yes. Impoverished conditions. That's right. So, and and there's a lot that's happened in the last fifty years when people went off went off stations, mm. because at the end of the day they were building up the empire for those station owners. That's right. They were building up the wealth of those people. That's right. And those people have handed tho- that wealth down to their children and their grandchildren. Yep. And and so they can be. So you know, and I was just having a conversation this morning with some friends in regards to people who have money have also political influence. Yeah. So where are we at as Aboriginal people today? Struggling. That's right. Struggling. And, I, and I, I really hope that, you know, we find our feet and quickly. 
Yeah. As as much as is possible. Yeah. So you've you've Karen have lived through a lot of things in your life. You've seen a lot yeah. of policies and changes and Yeah. You know, what's some of the big things that you've seen? I mean you just mentioned this morning about technology. Well technology didn't exist when you were twenty. No, it didn't. So um, how how is that how is that playing out that you can see in your family? Um in a way it's a good thing. Yeah. But you know, you use it for the right things, but some people abuse it. Yeah. And therefore it becomes a tool. Yeah. For Satan to use. Yep. I'm I'm talking from a, a Christian yeah. perspective now. Yes, of course. We I've, I've seen a lot of Young people, you know, and I read a lot of their stuff on Facebook. I haven't, I'm not on Facebook, but yes, my, my granddaughter thing, you know, Tarisha, she said, and uh, CBC used my phone, and now you know, there's Facebook on my phone. Yes, so I read all these things. Yeah, they're talking about oh, oh I'm going to get drunk tonight. Oh, I'm going to have a cone, and all these sort of things. And I thought to myself, well, why nonsense? Do you want the world to know what it, you what you're doing? But you know what? It's happening. They're magnifying sin yeah. and, and the enemy, Satan. Yeah. But they don't realise what they're doing. Yes. You know, so we, we pray about all these things, you know. Yes, yes. And like because I got born again in 1974 in Luma. Yes. But you would have been a young mother at that time, yes, I guess. Yes, I, w- I had... Five children. Kelly was only might be one or two years old. Right. Okay. So what had yeah. happened? Who had come out to Luma? Well, Olive and Jimmy Bindery. Wow. They, they were sent there with the uh, from UAM? Carnarvon with the Church of Christ. Right. We okay. to just meet in the bow shed, but right. It was Christmas Day that I got born again. Right. Because I think all through growing up, even here in Derby. Yeah. We were sent to Sunday school, so we had that background. Background, yes. And uh, I think growing up for me, I always had a fear of dying and going to hell. Yeah, you know. How did, how did, why did that? How did you? I, have I that? don't know why. Yeah. Had you yeah. seen people around you dying? No, because in those days, when people went to funerals, children weren't allowed to attend. It was only for the adults. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now you see, you know. But you're saying you had a fear. You had a fear. I had of dying. a fear of dying. Yeah, and oh, okay. um, but I guess when I found the Lord, you know, yes, that that left. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it was replaced with the assurance. Yes. Inside, you know. Yeah, your eternal and, security. Um, yeah. So but what happened after that in 1974? Did you go away somewhere? You went to Bible college, did you? No, I went, five years I stayed here in Luma. Yeah. Um, was in and out of church because I knew there was more to Christian living than just getting born again, but I didn't know how, how to stand on the Word because right. the Word wasn't taught to us in the manner that going to Bible school opened my eyes to the truth of God's Word. Right. Not just part of the Bible, but all of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Right. You know, yeah, and so when I, I went to Bible school in 1982, yeah, and uh, the girls went to the Christian uh, academy there in Perth, yes, and uh, so we all got to learn the word, yeah, and now 
You know, the word of God in, in, in Proverbs, it says to train up a child in the way he'll go and when he's old he'll not depart from it. Yes. So this is what I've, I've done yeah. to train my girls up yes. in the ways of the Lord. But when they got to a certain age, probably teenage or whatever, yep. they wanted to go off and do their own thing, but they had that, that, the, the that foundation? teaching yeah, in, in them. Yes. And so they, they sort of... Because we can't live life for our children, you know. Yeah, true. With an only thing and whatever they do, yeah, they got to learn now. They got to learn to rely on the Lord. Yes, that's or, true. Or learn from a school of hard knocks. Yeah, well, that's you know? another way that's very effective as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, but in the background, they were always praying for the kids. And when they come with a problem or something. Yeah. Well, we're always there, supportive. We don't judge them. Yes. For the places where they've been and all of this. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. And you being one person. Yes. And you've got a great big family. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, you have to be mindful too that you can't, I mean, you love them unconditionally. Yes. But you can only be there for when they need you. Yes. You, know, you can't spread yourself thin, so to speak. Yes. And Karen, like I remember talking to you in the past because, of course, you know, my history is that I used to live at Luma and yeah. that's how I know you and I've known you for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember speaking to you before about the fact that Aboriginal people, um, we, we come from a base of, of creation, yeah. not evolution. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's Aboriginal culture. There's a, there's a creator, you know. Yeah. And so Aboriginal people were already very, very aware of the spirit world. Yeah. You know? Yes. And you've also shared with me some stories about yourself, like not, and just away from that Christian faith, but just in the fact that there was things going on that you knew were in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Which I guess made you more, your awareness more heightened. Can I say that? Like you just had more awareness of the spirit. Environment, oh, yeah. yeah, of course, because yeah. the Word of God tells us that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, you know when you go back to the Bible and you read what happened. Yeah, when Lucifer was kicked out of heaven and yes. he fell to earth, it says, "I seen yes. Satan fall as lightning." Yes, down, and he became the god of this world system. Yes. As we know it now. Yes. But even though we're in this world, but Jesus came. Yes. To buy man back to his rightful place and give him what was rightfully his in the beginning when Adam sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to the devil. Yeah. And so um, in saying all of that, I I don't believe that I was reincarnated, that I came from an animal. No, because Psalms 139 says God knew us even yeah. before we entered our mother's womb. Yes. He called us by name. Our life is written yes. in his book. Yes. And so yeah. you, you see how Satan has perverted everything? Yes. In, in creation? Yep. You know? And so the people get very caught up in those things. That's why they're deceived, deceived about the truth of where we come from, you know? Yeah. 
And one day, sad to say, they, you know, we all, if God's word says that one day we're all going to stand before him and be judged. Yeah. We're going to give an account of our life. Yes. You know? Yes. And this is what I, I, I always tell my kids. I, you know, young Stevie, my youngest granddaughter, she goes to school in Melbourne, Peninsula. Yep. yep. Grammar. Yep. And um, she's going to complete her last four months now and then she'll graduate. Yeah. And whether she wants to go to uni next year or not, we don't know. But that I said to her, that's your choice. But I said, yeah. in everything that you do, yeah, don't leave God out of the equation because he has to be the centre of your life. You know why I told her that? Because that school that she goes to, yeah, there is no Christian input there. Yeah. It's yeah. all about... The wisdom of this world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But in saying that, if she's stuck between a rock and a hard place, she'll always ring back yeah. and ask for prayer and stuff like that. Yeah, we got um, Steve on going there and Bianca's too, yep. uh, Lane and Dane, yep. and Mark Skinner's daughter, young Sanina yes. from Luma. They've got scholarships, you know, to go there. Yes. And yep. um, in a way it's a good thing academically, but... Yeah. There's also another part of you that needs the Lord as well, you know? Yeah, well, th- we all have yeah. spiritual side as well. That's right, yeah. But I, I've taught my children because, as you know, their parents went over to Africa. Yes. And so I had all these grandkids of mine in my home. Yes. And so I basically had to keep uh, keep them in the Word. Yeah. Is that the only way I knew that we could all get along together? Yes, I mean, we had our ups and downs. Yep. But you wanted to influence them in that way. Yes, because I, I, for myself, I knew yes. that was the only way because I tried living yes. the other life without right. Christ in my life. Yes. You know? Yes. And goodness knows I could have been dead today. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because I know there is a lot of kids, men and women, that were the same age as I am, yeah. They're not here anymore. They're gone. They're gone, you know. But yeah. I, I want to do the work of the Lord until yeah. he says when to stop. Yes. You know? Yes. And uh, and you are very energetic, Karen. You, for your yeah. age, you're still a very, very active person, person, more so than some people I know who are 60. Yes. You know? Mm. But... Um, you put your mind to those things. You're, yes. you're very confident in, in what you want to achieve and how you want to live your life and how you want to go about things. That's right. And you know what? I, I give God the glory for that, but also for the upbringing that I had yes. with my mum, my dad, and the influence from the Coleman family. Yeah. And we still stay together, like Peter Smallshaw and Kathy. Yes. Bates in Perth and Patsy. Yes. Barbara Backstrom. Yes. We still keep together because they're our sisters. Yes. We grew up together. We don't see ourselves any other way. And this is what I'm think, uh, saying. I say many times, growing up here in Derby, yep. we don't know if there was racism here, but we, ne- we, we never grew up that way. Yes. To judge anybody by their skin colour. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. You just took people as yes. they came. As they came, yeah. Yeah. At face value. Yes. They, they were our friends. Yes. They didn't see us any differently. Yes. You know? 
Yeah. But now you see all the name callings and yeah. all of that. And I taught my children to be the same. And when we went to Perth in 1982, wow, what a culture shock they got there. <laughs> they had... From the bush to the city. Yeah. And then they got names. Oh, look at you, mob, you know, calling yeah. them boongs and whatever. Wow. And they'd come home feeling hurt and they say, why are they saying that to us? And I just said, because they don't know God. It's okay. Just pray for them. Yeah. You know? Wow. But it, How it, long did you live in Perth for, Karen? Uh, just for that one year, but we kept on going back. Right. After yep. that, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. You a connection with people and you just continued to visit. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So what are some of the... What are some of the early childhood memories that you would have had? Is there anything in particular that sticks out in your mind from when you were a little kid? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I you, guess you like the freedom of it. You, you, yeah. you, you guys were just let to go. Hey, and 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 the dangers were so minimal back then. That's right. Yeah, so you could you could go all day and come yeah. back at night. You know, that's right. Yeah, and I remember, you know, we used to Michelle and I we used to. To get into that swimming pool then, yeah. yes. I think it was one and six. Yes. One, one shilling and six pence. Right. And um, so what would it be now? Maybe like 15 cents or something. Okay. Yeah, okay. to get into the swimming pool. So yeah. what we'd do, we'd have to work on the weekends, do our chores, you know, around the place, whatever we had to do. Okay. But after school, she and I... We'd go and ask the teachers if they had anything in their homes, work, you know, just to Yes. So we'd go and earn pocket well, money Well, I don't think kids way. would do that today. No. That, that, they that. wouldn't do that. No. They'd just say, Mum, give me $5. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but we went and we asked the teachers and so they gave us jobs yes. after school. Yes. You know, and, uh, and Saturdays we had to... Um, do our chores just for two shillings, yes. 20 cents. Yes. Two shillings to go to the pictures that night, that picture show down the town. You see that big? Yes. And it would cost uh, us one and six, uh, 15 cents or one and six, whatever they call it. Yep. And uh, the other um, six pence that was left over, we could buy a packet of chewing gum or... If we had nine pence, we could buy ice cream on the cone. Yeah. You know, things were so cheap in those days. Yeah. You know? Yes. And so that was a good thing about it. Yep. But and another thing. Yes. We couldn't go to those movies that said adults only or something. Yes. They're not like how you see on the screen now. Oh, well, it's so accessible now. Yeah. Everything. Rubbish is accessible. Yeah. And I'm sure it's influencing people. So Saturdays they used to have cowboy pictures on, you know, like yeah. the Drango Kid or yes. Superman or whatever, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, All the you. stuff that uh, that Aboriginal people love, hey? Yeah. You know, you know what I reckon we should do, Karen, is... Um, a big music festival of some sort, <laughs> yeah. you know? Bring back yeah. some of the things that used to happen 20-odd years ago. Yeah. All those family fun events. Yeah. You know, where people just got in on, on just good, some good fun stuff, you know? Clean fun. Music and, you know, dancing yeah. and, and all those things, you know? Family events. 
Yeah, well, you know what I like going to, and just watching. Yeah. That that Shire Hall downtown there. Yes. When they used to have ballroom dancing. Oh yeah. Oh, it was just so beautiful. Yes. And old Uncle Kenny Archie and old Albert Archie mob yeah. Archie. Yeah. They used to play the piano accordion and the piano and all of that. They never have instruments like they do now. Yes. But the music music was so beautiful and yes. you see these young ladies with their ball gowns on and looking so glamorous. Know. Yeah. And well, why does it all stop? Why did those things come to an end? I don't know. That's the thing, I don't know. I guess people went away from from town like um they they went to Perth to do, maybe to look for jobs like do nursing and stuff like that because those things wasn't happening here in the Kimberleys. Yeah. Yeah. I know Yvonne Coleman, she went away yeah. and did her nursing and Cynthia Smith, she was yeah. Cynthia Lovell at the time and yeah. Merle, Merle Smith. Oh, there was many of them, you know, that went away from the school here and and they married and went. Yes. Some married to people Overseas, yes, you know, and uh, it was just um, well when when the people that you knew locally left, yeah, it, it was like you're invaded by these people that came from other places. Where now uh, I'm seeing Derby is a more or less a multicultural town now. Yeah, you know, whereas yes. back then it was just us and. You know, just a few handful of people. Yes. And the fun thing about it for us, we used to go, when we knew that there were drovers out at Milesport, yes. we'd go down to the one-mile point there and wait. Yes. If it was some of our family, you know. Yes. And we'd ask them if we can ride their horse and ride it down to the jetty with them, you know. Yes. Yeah, and they'd ride back through town. Yep. And, you know, where they totally work, where is now, that used to be Ailing store. Right. And he had a slip rail out the front, so they used to tie their horses, horses there oh. and go in and do their Real shopping. cowboy style? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and uh, and they used to just buy their clothes and hat and... Yes. They used to have gramophones at the time. Wow. Yeah. And so that's all they used to do. They never looked for drinking and, you know, yeah. carrying on, fighting and all of that. Yeah. That was the lifestyle of that the people at the time. Have you seen, and I mean, I'm sure this would would have to be true, but you 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 would see people living a far more luxurious lifestyle today than when you were young. I mean, simple things like pretty much everyone is driving in a car. Oh yeah, having air conditioning. Yeah, you know, that's it. All these mod con technology. Everyone's got a phone. Yeah, you see that that's a big difference, right? Yes. But there's probably a lot to be said for that simple living that was happening 30, 40, 50 years ago. That's right. There's yeah. probably a lot to be said for it, isn't there? Yeah. Compared to today. To now, yeah. And some of the chaos that that we're seeing. Mm. Now, I know that you're a fluent Nyingana speaker. Yeah. Do you also, are you also able to spell in your, your language? No. I, d- I didn't it. learn. Lin- Linley does that at the school. I worked yeah. in the load area, but... yeah. I never learned to write. Write it, yeah. yeah. But you were uh, teaching in the school? Yeah. Um, I was one of the elders that went in 
and How long were you doing Higna. that for, Karen? Eh? How long were you doing that for? Oh, I don't know. Probably a couple of years or something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's important, hey. That's right. It's important that we keep yeah. our language. But my my grandchildren and children say to me, "Mum, why didn't you teach us Nigerian?" But I said to them, "Well, I was never taught it. I just learnt it because it was spoken in the home. It became a natural yes way of picking it all up. Picking it up, yeah. Yes, you know. So what happened? So what are your children saying? Were they living away in hostels, growing up out of your home, or there just wasn't enough Nigerian speakers around to yeah. constantly be speaking? That's it? right. Yeah. Whereas like, when you were growing up, there's yeah. lots of people in the house. That's right, yeah. Coming and going, speaking the language. Uh, speaking the language and right. not only that. Um, see, when we were, moved out to Luma, because there was those three language groups. Yes. You know, Marla and Walmiyari, but Walmiyari was a widely spoken language and even throughout that Fitzroy Valley area, you know, that Punova yes. language I was saying to my cousin, yes. my sister, Janet Williams, yes. one day. Yes. I heard her speaking. I said, hey, Janet, yeah. you're a Punova woman. How come you're not speaking Punova? I said, why? You know, no, too much, you know, being more people here. So we've sort of adopted yes, of these course. other languages. Of course. Yeah, yeah but what well, what I want to say in saying that was my mother and my sister even though my mum lived with a bunaba man and yes. you know she understood the language and everything, but she never spoke, spoke it. it wow she stuck to nigana wow and even with my older sister Nita, she married a wanmigari man so what did she speak she spoke nigana she just stuck to nigana stuck to nigana yeah but her kids like andrew and them they they speak uh, wanmigari Yes, they pick it from their father. They speak, yeah, but they speak both of them, you know. Yes. But one even more so fluently. Right. Than Nyigana, yeah. Do you speak any other languages besides Nyigana? Well, since living in Luma and working in the clinic there, I had to learn to speak Walmigari. Okay, a little but bit of Walmigari as well. A little bit, yeah. I, I'm not very fluent on that, but, yeah, I can yes. understand some. Right. Yeah, because I had to... Um, Communicate with the people as well as the doctor to translate, sort of a thing. What what role did you have, like a, a mediator? I was a, no, I was a um, health worker. Right. And we never have any. I mean, the nurse that was out there. Yeah. She'd only stay for a couple of days and come back to Derby, and I'd be there. Yes. All the time, working yes. through the weekends and all. Yes. You and know we only way. had a two-way radio to communicate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it was so hard way back then because uh, when it rained, the, that Gerrand Creek, it didn't have that cement crossing there. Yes. It was just a ditch like that. And when it got full, you, couldn't get you out had there. to wait for the flood to go down. The roads were horrible. Yeah. And all of that, you know? Yes. I mean, we've sort of come a long way, but still there's improvement for the roads. Yeah. You know? Yeah, wow. We've had a uh, few deaths on that road too with young people getting killed, you know? Yeah, needs to be taken care of, eh? Yeah. Join us for part three of Natasha's chat with Karen Skinner on the next episode. Stay connected with us by following Kimberly Jiggers on all social media platforms, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share the podcast with your family and friends.